G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It is Tuesday and on Tuesday we always make that special effort to touch base with Ron Ross who has been scouring the breaking news headlines overnight as they affect Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Uh, Ron, we usually start with the really serious stuff, but let's go with something a little lighter at the start of our conversation today. There's a story today that's broken overnight that a Christian boat builder aims to sail his exact replica of Noah's Ark to Israel. And now we're familiar with, of course, the Noah's Ark that creationist Ken Ham built, and that's in the US, but there's another one in Northern Europe. Yeah, for two years, the world's only seaworthy life-size replica of Noah's Ark has been wowing passengers along Holland's Mass River. Built according to the specifications detailed in the Hebrew Bible, the 390-foot-long vessel towers to a height of 75 feet. It boasts enough wood to fell 12,000 trees and its distinct form dominates the coastline of the small town hosting its deep in southern Holland's so-called Bible Belt. Dwarfing even some modern-day cruise ships, the Ark instantly became an international tourist attraction when it was completed in 2012 after four years of construction. But the man who built it, the devout Christian businessman Johan Hubus, can't wait to take the mammoth to Israel, a country whose problems and successes, he said, are always on his mind. My preferred destination for the Ark is Israel, the 60-year-old builder said earlier this month on the forward deck, which features, by the way, a life-size statue of a giraffe. His love for the Jewish state and people, he said, flows from the same impulse that compelled him to raise nearly $5 million to build the Ark. It may sound scary, but I believe everything written in this book, cover to cover, he said while pointing at a copy of a translation into Dutch of the Hebrew Bible. And Ron, as I understand it, of course, as a replica of Noah's Ark, it doesn't have onboard motors, so they'd be using tugboats to manoeuvre it to Israel and a significant way that they'd be manoeuvring that big craft around. He said it's approximately going to cost 1.3 million US dollars for the Ark has no motor uh, and it needs to rent tugboats to sail it. Hubis had planned to sail the Ark to Brazil, but those plans fell through. And he said about Israel, I love the land, I love the country, I love the people. They don't obey, they do what they want, they drive like mad, shove while waiting in line and don't listen to anyone. I love them, he said. Well, what a great way to start our conversation today. Well, let's get into some of the more serious headlines, Ron. Uh, one there that Israel is seeking diplomatic ties with Bahrain. What's that story? 
Yeah, they're trying to establish a diplomatic relationship with Bahrain following a visit by Chad's president, Idris Deby, to Israel at the weekend, and the report that Israel is also seeking to establish diplomatic ties with Sudan. Government sources have confirmed that Israel and Bahrain are in talks to establish official relations between the two countries. At the weekend, Netanyahu hinted to further developments with established ties with Arab countries at the press conference with President of Chad. Netanyahu referred to his official visit to Oman a month ago and said there will be similar visits to other Arab countries soon. Bahrain, which has 1.4 million residents in the Persian Gulf, has no diplomatic relations with Israel. The country has a small Jewish community of about 40 people and is the only country in the Gulf that has a synagogue. Bahrain is an ally of the United States and has a cooperative agreement with U.S. military, allowing it to maintain a military base on its territory since the early 1990s. Ron, let's talk about some of the tensions as they are ongoing between Israel and the Palestinians. Now Israel has stepped up measures against Palestinian Authority activities that are going on in Jerusalem. Yeah, these people are suspected of carrying out political and security activities in East Jerusalem. The measures are aimed at punishing the Palestinian officials for targeting East Jerusalem residents involved in real estate transactions with Israeli Jews. Last month, the Palestinian Authority security forces arrested Isim Akel, a U.S. citizen from East Jerusalem, for his alleged role in the sale of an Arab-owned house in the old city of Jerusalem, and it was sold to an Israeli Jewish organization. The Palestinian Authority, according to Israel's security, has also threatened a number of East Jerusalem residents suspected of involvement in the sale of other houses to Israeli Jewish organizations. The sources told the Jerusalem Post that the Palestinian Authority was continuing to act in violation of the law by carrying out various activities within the area of Israel, including East Jerusalem. An Israel law passed in 1995 bans the Palestinian Authority from engaging in political, diplomatic, security or security-related activities within the area of Israel, including East Jerusalem. Ron, we're always fascinated with those archaeological discoveries that happen in Israel because they always contain so much history. Now a 3,000-year-old stone weight inscribed in Hebrew has been found near the Western Wall. How's the story unfolding here? Yeah, this weight known as a beaker was used to measure worshippers half-shekel levy prior to ascending the Temple Mount. This was the first time such a stone weight was found with this particular inscription of the word beaker written from left to right, Hebrew style. Beaker weights from the first temple period are rare. However, this weight is even rarer because the inscription on it is written in mirror script, said the archaeologist Eli Shukron. Shukron said this is a likely sign that it was made by a seal maker, since seals were always written in mirror script so that once stamped, the inscription would appear in regular, legible script. Apparently, the seal craftsman got confused when he engraved the inscription on the weight and mistakenly used mirror script as he was used to doing. 
From this mistake, we can learn about the general rule. The artists who engraved weights during the First Temple period were the same artists who specialised in creating seals, he said. The word beaker makes two appearances in the Bible. The first instance is when matriarch Rebecca is gifted a nose ring weighing a beaker in the book of Genesis. The second occurs in the book of Exodus as a weight for the temple donation. One beaker per head, half a shekel, according to the holy shekel, for each one who goes through the counting from 20 years old and upwards, some 603,550 people. When the half shekel tax was brought to the temple during the first temple period, there were no coins. So they used silver ingots, and in order to calculate the weight of these silver pieces, they would put them on scales, and on the other side they placed the beaker weight. And that's how they measured the half shekel. It really is fascinating. And another archaeology story too, and in previous conversations that we've had on our Tuesday updates, uh, we've occasionally mentioned where there has been some architecture uncovered and ancient mosaics. Now, uh, these some stunning biblical ancient mosaics that have been revealed in detail for the very first time. Yeah, for the first time, archaeologists have released detailed images of stunning biblical mosaics discovered at the site of an ancient synagogue site in northern Israel. The mosaics depict Noah's Ark, the parting of the Red Sea, Jonah and the fish, and the Tower of Babel. Discovered between 2014 and 2017 at the 5th century synagogue in Hukok, the panels paint a fascinating picture of life at the ancient site. Although the story of Jonah was popular in early Christian art, this is the first time it's been found decorating an ancient synagogue, said the excavation director, Professor Jody Magnus. Additionally, the panel's depiction of the tower's workers is noteworthy. The workmen have different hairstyles, clothing and skin colour to represent the various people who participated in the tower's construction. A fight is shown breaking out between two of them after God confounded their language. Earlier this year, researchers also announced the discovery of a stunning mosaic depicting a biblical scene from Numbers 13, labelled a pole between two. The panel shows two spies sent by Moses to explore the biblical land of Canaan. The first mosaics at the site were discovered in 2012, Experts say that the wealth of the mosaics show that Jewish life in the surrounding village flourished during Christian rule in the 5th century AD. That's encouraging to know. And ancient mosaics, ancient Israeli artwork that depicts the history that we read about in the Bible. It is a wonderful thing to hear about. Ron Ross, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for scouring the headlines overnight and bringing us breaking news today here on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.